1: Welcome back to the Legends of the cast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me
0: is just Ariel.
1: Oh, dang it. All right. Boo. <laughs> well, today, just Ariel, what are we doing?
0: More characters.
1: Oh, my gosh. Lots.
0: <laughs> Lots more characters.
1: So many. Should we just dive right into this?
0: Sure. So- Let me get my swimsuit on. going to so dive in.
1: I'm done with you.
0: You're really not, though.
1: I'm not. So well, who do we have first?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to uh, start off. And before I get started, I just want to say I'm going to throw a lot of characters out today. Because what we're trying to do is plan it to where we have just two more episodes of characters. Because there's a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. So I'm going to be throwing out a lot. Might be a little bit of a longer episode. So bear with us. All right. You ready for this? Grumpy. Woodworker.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, mm, 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 mm. I'm cheating looking at a list here. I, I give up. I'm not going to try anymore. Brack. You know, I was about to say Brack. You weren't. I was. He's right here.
0: <laughs> so he is one of the carpenters in charge of constructing the festival tower for the Carnival of Time. He can be found mocking a recruitment poster for Viscan's soldiers. He reacts angrily to the cafe mask, implying he has a crush on Anju because, you know, this is the soap opera of Legend of Zelda.
1: How the Termina turns.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Hmm. He, along with his fellow carpenters, will abandon their jobs and flee Clock Town before the moon crashes into Termina, leaving only... Muto behind, upset at his son's cowardice. He can be seen in the ending, watching the four giants stop the moon from Clockdown's outskirts. I don't have any interesting facts about him, so. (sighs) Mm. It was a very, very minor character.
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: Alright. Oh, this one's a fun one Gangs of Termina.
1: Oh, I know this. Uh, Bomber's Secret Society of Justice.
0: No. Okay, it is. (laughs) Yes, the Bomber's Secret Society of Justice. This is a fun one. So, it is a group of six boys whose purpose is to do good for Clock Town. Jim, the leader, wears a red bandana. The hideout guard wears a yellow one, and the rest wear blue ones. Prior to the events of Majora's Mask, the Bombers befriended the Skull Kid, but later cast him out for his evil ways. As a result, they only allow humans to join their gang. After passing a test. Dun, dun, dun. And I hate it. (laughs) You can get the secret passcode to the Bombers Hideout and the Bombers Notebook after playing a game of Hide and Seek finding all five boys before the time runs out. But you must be in highly form. Another way to get the notebook is to learn the passcode, rewind to the first day, enter into their hideout, come back out, and speak to Jim.
1: I never did that. <laughs> so much easier.
0: Oh, let's go play hide and seek. So in Majora's Mask 3D, you get the notebook from the Happy mass salesman who found it after school Kid dropped it. The location of some of the bombers was changed in the hide-and-seek game as well for the 3D version. Uh, Jim also says you can't use Deku Nuts in the game, but there's no penalty if you do use them. So, just letting you know there's no penalty. So, some fun facts here. Cafe was once a member of the Bombers when he was younger.
1: So he can be a member again, right?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) If Deku Link shoots at them with the bubble blast in the hide-and-seek game, they will stop for a brief moment. For real? Yep. The Hyrulean counterpart to Jim and the other bombers is the graveyard boy from Ocarina of Time.
1: I did know that one.
0: Although Jim is the only one with the same hairstyle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Titch, Chiro, and Dante from Freshly Picked Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land are part of a secret society of young children, likely in reference to the bombers.
1: just want to say when we get to that game yeah the title's a mouthful
0: (laughs) ugh and that is what I have on the bombers it's just funny because they're a gang of kids but they're there for good like I like that but that's
1: justice
0: justice
1: justice Their name is also a mouthful. Bomber secret, size. Blah, blah.
0: secret Society of Justice. Secret Society of Justice. I feel like Veda should use that. <laughs> my D&D character <laughs> who's the god of justice.
1: Oh gosh.
0: Alright. Next one on my list. Not good for much except drinking milk and whining.
1: Um, Is it uh, one of the Garan brothers?
0: Mm, possibly. Which one?
1: Oh well, gosh, it's, um, I can't do it without cheating. Is it, uh... Gorman. Gorman. Yeah.
0: Yes. It's <laughs> Gorman. Gorman is the middle brother of the Gorman brothers and leader of the Gorman Troop, a traveling group of performers scheduled to perform at the Carnival of Time. He's devastated that the carnival will be canceled due to the impending moon disaster and Lulu losing her voice. He spends the rest of his time drowning his sorrows at the milk bar and doesn't bother telling the rest of the troop that their acts have been canceled. What a jerk. (laughs) Some leader. He begins to regret his decision of abandoning farm life to enter the entertainment field. He had left because he couldn't handle or care for the horses like his older and younger brothers could. He comes to the realization that he quit that life for nothing while he's, you know, drinking away his sorrows with milk. Adult milk. Yeah, it's mystery milk. <laughs> <laughs> so Gorman is brought to tears when Link plays the ballad of the windfish. That song motivated him to enter show business long ago when he heard it at the Carnival of Time. He had hoped to meet the singers of the song, he will apologize to Link for booing and gives him the troop leader's mask. In Majora's Mask 3D, repeating this will result in him giving Link a fishing hole pass. If Link performs the song for Gorman the night before on the night of the second day, Gorman is playing cards with the twin jugglers and informs Link he and the troop will be leaving town the next day since they know no one will attend their show. He even offers Link a place to stay with his older brother at the Gorman track, who he says is a nice guy. I bet he would let his, you know, troop know their acts canceled.
1: I don't know. They did try to rob a milk cart. Shh.
0: <laughs> 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 so in Majora's Mask 3D, starting at dawn on the second day, if Link wears the troop leader's mask and talks to Gorman while he's sleeping in the Stockpot Inn's bunk room, Gorman requests mystery milk from his brothers at their ranch in Milk Road. Mystery milk. Mystery milk. (laughs) Link can talk to the brothers in the afternoon while again wearing the mask to get the mystery milk. The mystery milk spoils after two minutes. But if Link succeeds giving it to him, he'll let Link Link keep the bottle <laughs> Link can't play the song of soaring while delivering because Tattle will say it will spill. Delivering again in a different cycle will get Link a fishing hole pass.
1: So you can get two fishing hole passes from him. Yeah. Hmm.
0: So uh yeah, you know, that's what happens when you put alcohol in milk, it spoils like super fast. So, you know mystery milk. <laughs> mystery solved. I just can't even. <laughs> so some little fun facts here. In Majora's Mask 3D, if Link does the mystery milk side quest on the second day, then does the sound check at the milk bar that night, Gorman's remarks to the sound check will be different. He will also be kinder when Link talks to him. Hmm. So if you don't want to deal with a jerk, that's how you do it. That's only in 3D. So so the encyclopedia claims erroneously that Gorman is the eldest of the brothers. So encyclopedia is wrong. He is the middle, not the oldest. Wrong. 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 And in Italian, his name is Arrow. Not Gorman. Hmm. So that's what I have on him. Moving on. So I try to keep this PG, right? So the POS that steals from good boys. I don't know. Good boys? Guru Guru. <laughs> Who steals from dogs? This man. Let me tell you about him. He is the Gorman troops musician. He's seen at night in the laundry pool area of Clocktown playing his phonograph since he gets kicked out of his room for playing too loud (laughs) he's usually a happy person he used to be a member of an animal troop a long time ago he got jealous though of the dog being the leader of the troop who could always get any animal to follow his command so then he steals the dog's mask called the bremen mask He gives Link the mask as a reward for listening to him and to get rid of his guilty conscience because, you know, instead of just giving the dog back his mask, you just give it to somebody else. Well, out of my gear now. Guilt's cleared. Not my problem. Oh, goodness. He also appears during the day in the Stockpot Inn in the room at the end of the hall. So, I got one little fun fact about him. His name is a Japanese onomatopoeia. For turning round and round or going around in circles which also happens to be the phonogram man's favorite expression in Ocarina of Time oh okay now this one's gonna be a fun one this is my favorite one I've done so far who's that the traveling merchant deity
1: is it the happy mass salesman
0: it is the happy mass salesman now, this is my interpretation, everybody. It's not really canon. He's a deity, but come on. We all know different. We all know different. How? <laughs> so, let me jump into the happy mask salesman here. Prior to the events of Majora's Mask, the happy mask salesman was traveling through the woods in search for masks. He was then ambushed and knocked out by Skull Kid. While he was unconscious, Skull Kid stole Majora's Mask from his back. So that's how Skull Kid got possession of Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. Link meets the Happy Mask Salesman at the Clock Tower. He reveals he's been following Link and he knows a way to return Link, who at this time is a Deku scrub, back to his former self. Link must get his ocarina back first, though. In exchange, he wants Link to to get his precious mask within three days before he has to depart from Termina. So yeah, he already knew what was going to happen. So, hours before the moon falls, Link retrieves his ocarina and plays the Song of Time, transporting him back to the beginning of the three-day cycle. He returns to the happy mask salesman with his ocarina. So, he teaches Link the Song of Healing, which heals troubled spirits and turns them into masks. After the song is played, the spirit of the Deku Butler's son is encased in the Deku mask, and Link returns to his Hylian form. The happy mask salesman wants his end of the deal and becomes distressed when Link failed, shaking him out of frustration. He goes on to say what great lengths he went to obtain the mask and what its true nature is. That something horrible will happen if it's not taken from the Skull Kid. He then tells Link again to get it for him and that he has to do so in the three-day limit. He then waits inside the clock tower for Link to return. Once Link defeats the evil within Majora's Mask the moon vanishes, the happy mask salesman finally gets his mask back, which seemingly has lost its evil power. He bids Link farewell and implies Link should return to Hyrule. He comments on how many people Link made happy and walks away disappearing. The happy mask salesman knows a lot about Link and his adventures, mentioning before how retrieving the mask should be no difficulty for someone like him. Hmm. How does he know all this? Hmm. If Link wears a mask and talks to him, he will say something about that mask, such as what emotion it's filled with, its rarity, or something special about it. In Majora's Mask 3D, the Happy Mask salesman also gives Link the bomber's notebook after they first meet. Like I kind of said with the bombers. So, some fun facts. In the Majora's Mask manga... The Happy Mask Salesman's role is the same as in the game. Towards the final battle with Majora's Mask, he's shown to be more sinister than previously. After the battle, he appears before Link wearing the Fierce Deity Mask to take his mask. Link tries to hit him with his sword, slicing many masks in half. He misses, though, and the Happy Mask Salesman picks up the mask and fades away laughing. So yeah Kind of more sinister hmm. The happy mask salesman Has nine masks attached to his bag One of them features the face Found on the mirror shield And another one is Based on Mario Which I know I think I've covered that before In a yeah. time But you know new listeners Just want to <laughs> throw that out there too <clears throat> Hacking into the Majora's Mask 3D files reveals that the face models used for the Moon Children is that of the Happy Mask Salesman. <laughs> in the original game, their faces had no texture, so you only get that in the Majora's Mask 3D. So, the Happy Mask Salesman appeared as a guest in a Me Teen release to promote. Majora's Mask 3D. <laughs> the little me's on the Wii. me <laughs> Viewing his Mii data file, his creator name is likely meant to be Ayabe, implying the Mii was made by Naoko Ayabe, who is credited as an illustrator on the game. His birthday is also set to December 31st, which could not be a placeholder and must be intentional as the happy mass salesman is associated with the end and December 31st is the end of the year. This makes sense in French. His name means mass seller. Huh? Yeah. <sighs> the happy mass salesman is referred to as the mask salesman in Majora's Mask and the LOZ Majora's Mask Official Perfect Guide. The line depicting his title was altered in Majora's Mask 3D, eliminating any in-game source for his name. He's also referred to as simply the Masked Merchant in the July 2000 edition of Nintendo Power. However, as the Happy Mask Salesman name was... Retconned in Hyrule Historia and Arts and Artifacts, those names aren't canon. The name Mask Salesman only applies to instances of the Happy Mask Salesman, specifically in versions and ports of Majora's Mask for the Nintendo 64, in contrast to the Majora's Mask 3D and Majora's Mask content overall.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. That was a lot. But I'm finally done with the Happy Mass Salesman.
1: So before we move on, I have a few things to add in here with Happy Mass Salesman and his current deity status. Uh, <laughs> so the first thing is when you run into him and he mentions it shouldn't be a hard task for someone like you, we know the Happy mass Salesman was also the same mass Salesman in Hyrule during Ocarina of Time. And even in that game, he was kind of creepy and weird. And it's almost like he knew where masks should be delivered and sold. So it, it goes without saying, he's been weird for a very long time. And he's been giving off this weird deity vibe for a very long time.
0: Yeah. And go, playing into that, he was the same in both games. There was no counterpart. He was the same hmm skull kid can create counterparts but he can't create deities
1: nope hmm. and we we know this because he couldn't affect the goddesses but he could affect the spirits mm-hmm. huh hmm
0: I feel like a whole episode on theories of Happy Mask Salesman should happen soon.
1: I know a few people that would love that. Mm. Myself included.
0: Uh, me too. <laughs> so anyways, moving on to the Fabio of Majora's Mask.
1: I'm going to take a wild guess and say he has purple hair. Yeah. And he's very, very young.
0: Yeah. And all the women want him. Mm-hmm. Name?
1: Is it by chance a place where you would go to get coffee?
0: Uh, I- Yeah, but not spelled the same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it our boy cafe? It is
0: cafe. He is the runaway son of Mayor Dotour and Madame Aroma. <laughs> when he was younger, he was a member of the Bomber Secret Society of Justice. The owner of the curiosity shop was best buds with Cafe when they were kids and gave him the Keaton mask as a gift. A month before the carnival, he was turned into a child by the Skull Kid.
1: Wah, wa <laughs>
0: As if that wasn't bad enough, on his way to see the great fairy to help him out, Sakon came and stole his wedding ceremony mask. Unwilling to face Anju without his wedding mask, he hid at the curiosity shop and uses the Keaton mask to disguise himself and watches the customers selling stolen goods. He's positive the thief will appear and he can follow him to get his mask back. You know, masks don't cover hair. And nobody ever figured out that this masked man with purple hair was Cafe.
1: Huh, weird. <laughs>
0: If Link sneaks to the back of the curiosity shop, he can meet Cafe while he's getting the letter from Anju. Cafe explains to Link what's going on and asks Link to deliver his pendant to Anju. On the night of the final day, Link and Cafe go to Sekon's hideout to get the Sun's Mask. Cafe gets the mask back and goes straight to Anju. They exchange masks and oaths and gives Link the couple's mask for witnessing the event. So some little fun facts here. Cafe is one of the few Majora's Mask characters that don't have an Ocarina of Time counterpart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can briefly play as Cafe in Saigon's hideout. This is the first time playing as someone other than Link in the series and only... And the only occurrence initiated involuntarily rather than by a command. When Cafe is putting his letter in the mailbox on the first day, it's possible to injure him.
1: What? (laughs)
0: Yeah. If the dog is tricked into attacking him, or if he is caught within the blast radius of bombs, bomb chews, or the blast mask, he can be injured. What the heck? Who does these things? (laughs) People, that's who. People. You know
1: you can shoot little kids with bubbles and they they, <laughs> they slow down or stop altogether? <laughs> yeah, I would too.
0: <laughs> oh no. Okay, so <laughs> this one. This one. I cannot put my name for this one on here, on this podcast. So I did the best I could keeping it you know pg the prima donna trophy wife of termina (laughs) madam aroma (laughs) (coughs) yeah i I can't put what i what i really interpret her as on here so she's the wife of Mare dotour and mother of cafe since Cafe disappeared, she's been trying to find him, but not very hard. She hires Link to find him since she's super busy being in charge of the activities in the Carnival of Time. Because that's more important than her son. She gives Link the Cafe's mask she made by herself so he can be able to question people about Cafe's whereabouts. To receive the mask... Link has to visit her at the mayor's official residence anytime after 10 a.m. on the first or second day. Link receives the special delivery to Mama from the postman, which has to be delivered to Madame Aroma in the milk bar after 6 p.m. By wearing Cafe's mask, Link can hand over the letter to her. She'll give Link a bottle of Chateau Romani as a reward. In Majora's Mask 3D, giving her the letter again will get Link a fishing hole pass. Madame Aroma is last seen attending Cafe's wedding during the ending credits. Oh boy, this woman. (laughs) So, Madame Aroma, like Cafe, doesn't have an Ocarina of Time Mm -hmm. counterpart. So, it's a good thing. (laughs) <laughs> can only handle one of her. <laughs> Mrs. Rule from Oracle of Seasons, Mrs. Marie from The Wind Waker, and Tina and Dina from The Minish Cap all share similar hairstyles to Madam Aroma. Uh-huh. Madam Aroma was referred to as Madam without the E. Aroma on Zelda.com's encyclopedia. However, as this contradicts the end game name it's not considered canon because the end game name has an e at the end of madam
1: yeah how weird for you to not include the e on somebody's name
0: well you can they do that that's a thing I forget what it is, but like one's like super formal and one is like a sign of like misses or something. Like mm-hmm. It's 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 a thing. I don't know. So the next one, doesn't know how to tell his wife no. Is it the mayor? It is the mayor. <laughs> mayor d'Otour. He is the mayor of Clocktown. He faces a difficult decision of either evacuating the city or letting the Carnival of Time go on as planned. And his wife doesn't help him out by making things more difficult for him. That's so why you tell your wife no and go away. <laughs> That's what Aaron does to me.
1: That's not true.
0: It is. Every day he's in his office listening to Muto and Captain Viskin arguing about whether or not to cancel or continue with the Carnival on the evening of the final day Muto forces him to continue on with the carnival by threatening to call his wife if he doesn't wow
1: I mean that checks out if somebody were to threaten me and tell me they were gonna call you I would do whatever they wanted
0: duly noted (laughs) (laughs) no 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 don't tell my wife she's gonna be mad oh boy If Link interrupts the arguing, wearing the couple's mask, the mayor's head is cleared, and he decides to let the people choose on their own to stay or flee.
1: Huh. How complicated of a decision that was.
0: You're the mayor. (laughs) This is what... mm, Spineless. Mm. As a reward, he gives Link a piece of heart. The mayor seems to have some idea as to where Cafe is after he disappears. If Link talks to him while wearing Cafe's mask after showing him the couple's mask, he'll tell Link to ask around at the curiosity shop. This means the mayor either knows Cafe is there or knows of Cafe's friendship with the owner. He also makes the comment that the owner is a bad influence on Cafe. <laughs>
1: I mean, he does accept stolen goods, but that's beside the point. Right.
0: As a child, one of Mare Dotour's school teachers was Anju's grandma. Oh! Grandma. Mayor Plen, in Oracle of Ages is similar in appearance to Mare Dotour, as they have similar hairstyles sticking with the same hairstyles.
1: LOZ. That's how we do.
0: Just reuse that hair. Mare Dautour and Madame Aroma wear matching wedding rings, both holding large red gems. Matching.
1: Oh, you fancy, huh?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this one's kind of funny. During Cafe and Anju's wedding and the ending credits, Mayor Dotour can be seen sitting in his chair instead of standing with the others, clearly having brought the chair outside of the town walls. It may be possible that the chair is part of Dotour's character model. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were just like, you know what? That's That's a thing now.
0: I know. I thought that was funny.
1: So before we go any further, I want to cut you off here. Sorry. It's fine. I wanted to add a little bit of two cents here. Something I've been thinking at for a long time. If the mayor, Anju, and his mother don't have character models in Ocarina of Time, we could easily look at it as a developer standpoint, saying we have enough time to make like three or four original models on top of all the original characters we're making throughout the rest of the game but we don't have time to redo an entire cast, just use assets. We could look at it that way. But that's not typically the way Nintendo does things. If they do something, it has to make sense. That's not the way Nintendo typically does things. The way they work usually is if they do something, it has to make sense. So let's think about this. There's two possibilities here. One, these are people that Skull Kid, possibly met on his own, without Link or the more likely one is that Termina exists already which we've discussed this whole Termina is it a dream world is it created is it not we've discussed all this but this is I i feel like this is more evidence saying that Termina exists outside of what we understand and know is that they were already in charge of Termina this is why nothing to them is new or weird or different and that Hyrule was twisted into development with Termina because Termina exists in a dream realm.
0: <laughs>
1: so, I mean. I mean, in Link's Awakening, we know that. Well, we'll get there, but the island is a real place that's in a certain somebody's dreams and exists in the dream world. It's a it's a whole thing, we'll get there, but same concept could exist for Termina. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Something to think about.
1: Food for thought. So anyway,
0: who's next? So despite his facade, he's really a nice guy.
1: Is it by chance a gravedigger? No. Oh. I think we already talked about him. Um
0: Moo. I... That's gonna be my hint for you, Moo.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I give up.
0: Mr. Barton. <clears throat>
1: Oh, okay. All right. I get it now. I get it now.
0: So, he's the owner and bartender of the Milk Bar, Moo. the Moo. <laughs> in East Clocktown. During the day, he's in his bar sweeping the floors and allows Link to stay if he doesn't get in the way. He doesn't let anyone into his bar in the evening if they don't have a membership in the form of Romani's mask. He also won't service anyone not wearing the mask inside. See, oh. This is weird to mm-hmm. me. This is weird. So, going back to him, he does allow Gorman to stay and drink without a membership out of sheer pity. That's why I say he's a nice guy.
1: Now it all makes sense. Okay. He's Be- really
0: a nice guy. He's a stubborn man and sees himself as the kind of person to sink with a ship and stays at the bar instead of laying town.
1: That's a devoted bar keep right there.
0: Right. If Link talks to him on the night of the final day, Mr. Barton will say he's waiting and hoping that one of his favorite customers would show up. He mentions he wasn't wrong since Link did show up at the bar see nice guy
1: I want to be mad at him because a certain somebody didn't have to wear the silly cow mask but dang it he's making it real hard
0: (laughs) (laughs) so the only little fun fact I have for him is Mr. Barton may be a contraction of bartender
1: I love when they do this because there was Navi and then there's this guy. I, I love when they do this.
0: Next one I have Just a Stylin' Scarecrow in search of good music.
1: Is it by chance the groovy scarecrow?
0: Yes. <laughs> Pierre.
1: Pierre.
0: I so bad wanted to put <laughs> the interpretation as everyday French with Pierre as cargo.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: If you know, you know. <laughs> So... <laughs> Pierre claims to be wandering in search of pleasant music and appears in both the trading post and the first floor of the Astral Observatory. The Scarecrow song can be taught to him, which can summon him in areas where a tattle flies off to. Link has to teach him a new Scarecrow song every time he resets the three-day cycle, though. mm uh-huh. Pierre teaches Link... The inverted song of time and the song of double time, which slows down time and changes the time of day to the following night or day, respectfully. If Link dances with him, Pierre will dance to Saria's song. Doing this will have the same effect as playing the song of double time. So Pierre won't dance on the night of the final day. Huh? Yeah, because you can't. It's the final day. You can't switch it to the, you know, following day or night. So. Mm. If Link wears Camaro's mask, Pierre will begin to dance around. As soon as Link takes the mask off, Pierre will stop dancing. <laughs> <laughs> In Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, scarecrows like Pierre and Bunuru can be found in Hyrule Field.
1: Oh, I need to go back through and look for that then, because I did not find them.
0: Yeah. All right. The friendliest stargazer ever.
1: Is it the professor?
0: It is the professor. I
1: love the professor.
0: (laughs) Professor Shikashi. He is a wise old man who spends his time at the Astral Observatory looking at the stars... He opens his observatory and the path leading up to it from Clocktown to the bombers so they can use it as their hideout. He also informs Link about the importance of Moon's tears. Skull Kid is a jerk to Shikashi as well, before Link's arrival, by threatening to break his instruments. Because he's a jerk. Shikashi is also very concerned about the moon's slow descent to Termina. So, this is basically what I have on him. I have a fun little fact about him, though.
1: Oh, let's hear this.
0: Professor Shikashi goes unnamed in Ocarina of Time, referred to as Old Man.
1: Mm-hmm. He has no name.
0: But he deserved one. He did. Maybe school <laughs> Kid thought he deserved a name, even though he's a jerk. He gave him one. <laughs> All right. Still just as greedy as ever.
1: Oh, I don't know. I give up on this one.
0: Cursed rich man. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the stew. He's still cursed. (laughs) So he was cursed by the swamp spider house. Someone told him he'd become rich by visiting this house and gave him the mask of truth. This person said the instructions to become rich would be written somewhere in the house. As he went to look, he became cursed and turned into a skulchula like creature. To lift the curse, all 30 gold skulchulas in the house must be killed and their spirits harvested as proof. After the curse is lifted, he will give Link the Mask of Truth. In Majora's Mask 3D, defeating... 30 gold sculptures a second time will get Link a fishing hole pass. And the cursed rich man states he'll get rid of the mask of truth. <laughs> so, the cursed rich man's dog is also in the spider house. And on the first day, he says his master's eyes are always filled with greed. Aww. Sweet old doggo says that about you. You're wrong. Yeah. On the second and third days, his speech is different. His thoughts indicate that he used to be a racing dog at the doggy racetrack at Romani Ranch.
1: Shout out to our friends uh, on the uh, first encounter podcast because uh, that is one of uh, one of the mini games that continues to elude.
0: <laughs> I just thought it made sense it does he's greedy of course he would throw his dog in a dog race to get him some money yeah jerk he's just a good boy I say this as I'm petting my dog right now Rocky (laughs) and the last little fun fact I have about him the man seeking shelter at the Oceanside Spider House resembles one of the cursed rich man's children from Ocarina of Time
1: so it continues
0: Alright, I have two left and I'll be done for today. Ooh. So, first one. A better though more rash parent than others in Termina. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> the Deku King.
1: Oh, okay. Alright. Well, I don't. Know, I mean, you're out on a limb on that one.
0: <laughs> mm, I'm just saying. Just little, At least he cared. Uh, okay, right. he cared. I'll give you that but mm, rash? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, he was rash. I'll tell you why. (laughs) Tell you a story about a poor monkey. (laughs) So he is the monarch of the Deku kingdom and resides in the Deku palace with his daughter. He is rash, overreactive and overprotective.
1: I agree now. I just realized I was thinking of a different word other than rash. I was. Okay. Yep. You're right. Anyway, continue. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
0: When his daughter goes missing, he blames a monkey who is actually helping her reach the Woodfall Temple to figure out what was causing the recent swamp poisoning. He imprisons the monkey in a cage and gathers any Deku scrub who wants to watch as he punishes the monkey. Mm -hmm. (sighs) After Link sneaks in while in his Deku scrub form, he talks to the monkey who teaches him the Sonata of Awakening. The king takes this as further proof that the monkey deceived the princess, as that melody is only known by the Deku royal family. The king then begins begins the punishment as Link is taken away by the Deku guards. When Link rescues the princess, she's furious at her father for what he's done to the monkey and orders him to release him at once the king is super happy she's safe and realizes his mistake releasing the monkey. The king is last seen during the ending credits beside his daughter and the monkey and the palace guards. So, one little fun fact. In the Majora's Mask manga, the Deku king, instead of accusing the monkey, rounds up random creatures such as Wolfos and Snappers blaming them. the missing princess so they left the monkey part out
1: yeah I did notice that
0: alright my last character for this episode and I have like 50 more not really but close enough for the next episode daddy's whole world is it the princess what princess the Deku princess it is the Deku princess so she's the heiress to the Deku throne and resides in the Deku palace with her dad Upon seeing the southern swamp filling with poisonous water, she went to the Woodfall Temple with the monkey. She was captured by Odalwa and put into a room near the entrance of the temple. Link eventually gains access to the temple and defeats Odalwa. He finds the princess and rescues her, returning her to the palace by storing her in a bottle.
1: (laughs) My favorite part of that entire quest. (laughs) Oh, boy. Bottles are like TARDISes.
0: Bottle. Let me just... Poop. <laughs> <laughs> she is enraged with her father for what he's done to the monkey. She apologizes to the monkey for her father's hasty decision. She shows Link the way to the Deku Shrine to receive his reward on behalf of the Deku tribe. Huh. So I got some fun facts here. In the Majora's Mask manga, she appears to have a crush on Link in his Deku form. This actually is really sad. Okay, this is a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Because the Deku butler says Link looks like his son in that mask, and that the princess was in love with his son. Yeah. Ouch. hmm Ouch. In Cadence of Hyrule, the princess is a minor character, who can be found in Deku Village in the future world if the player downloaded the Symphony of the Mass Content Pack. Okay, this next part is hilarious.
1: Ooh, I haven't done this yet, so let's let's hear it.
0: If any of the protagonists talk to her enough, they will ask her if she would fit into a bottle, (laughs) which she takes offense to.
1: Oh. (laughs) Do you think you'd fit into a bottle? (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: I love that little little tidbit in there. Yeah.
0: That's great. So, several sounds the princess makes in the Japanese 1.0 and 1.1 versions were omitted from the American release for unknown reasons. But these sounds are restored in Collector's Edition and Majora's Mask 3D. Huh.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with those sounds, because I've played both of those and... Unknown reasons. I don't know. I know when this game came out, there was a real big wave going across the U.S. with video games and the, you know, criteria for rating systems. It might have been Nintendo's way of kind of like dodging things because some of the sounds that the princess makes
0: a little risque. Yeah. And, and not so
1: much risque. It's just kind of getting close to that. Well, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I could see why the original release, they were taking those out just in case.
0: And then by the collector's edition in 3D, they were like really Get yeah, over it.
1: Nobody cared anymore.
0: <laughs> All right. My last little fun fact, and I'm done for today. Anyways, while the princess herself doesn't appear Her clothing can be unlocked and worn by the companion fairies in Hyrule Warriors Legends and Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition.
1: Oh, I need to do this.
0: Do it. (laughs) Do it now. (laughs) Ah, And I am done for today with my characters. Sheesh, that's a lot. Right. I have a lot more.
1: Oh, I know you do. You have a lot more. I do have a lot more. So, uh, this is a great time for a mid-break, Woo. and when we come back, we will go into my characters for the day.
0: Get. Yeah! Get.
1: Well, here we are, in the middle of the show, Ariel.
0: Yes. Yes, we are.
1: Do you know what we do in the middle of the show?
0: Cry a little. Why? Because I'm surprised my voice isn't gone from all that talking. <laughs>
1: Well, we also have to thank our patrons.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, let's start off with our uh, wonderful Golden Goddess level patrons. We have Kex and Maple Flapjacks. From there, we have our Hyrule Royalty patron, James Becker. And our Sheikah level patrons, Deadeye and Nikki Lift Stuff. From there, we have our Kokiri patrons, Jumunji. And Remington Cloutier. And our fairy patron, Doug Leamy. Huge shout out to all of you. And thank you so much for contributing to the show. Uh, it really does help. You have no idea, uh, minus Kex. Kex Kex has an idea what's going on. <laughs> Kex and Flapjacks now. Flapjacks now. They get, they get a little bit more behind the scenes stuff. <laughs>
0: oh, oh. <laughs>
1: hmm. So... But it does help And without your contributions It would be incredibly hard to do this show
0: Yes Thank you Patrons, y'all are awesome And thank you listeners Because without you We wouldn't have a show No
1: And uh, believe it or not Listening and telling everyone you know about it Helps out tremendously as well
0: it does, definitely. Mm. You guys are awesome. All of you are awesome. Everyone's Except awesome. Except for Aaron. I, I'm awesome. Mm.
1: I do the show. <laughs> this is the usually the part where we'll read reviews and um, emails that we've gotten. Uh, I have a confession to make. I'm bad and didn't realize that I accidentally set my email to auto-delete a couple weeks ago. So uh, I fixed it, but anyone who sent an email in the past that we haven't read um, I messed up <laughs> Technology and me, don't get along.
0: When you said you had a confession to make, I was thinking, I've got a confession to make) <laughs>
1: Oh, Foo Fighters.
0: Um, uh,
1: Uh, So, yeah, uh, if it would not inconvenience you uh, at all to do so, uh, please send us another email. Uh, You know where to go. Um, And I do apologize for that. In addition to that, Apple is being a butthead right now and is not giving me access to our reviews. So I can't read any reviews right now. But when we get access back, we'll start reading your reviews again. Uh, so we're just going to go straight into the mid, s midi stuff. So, uh, Ariel, what'd you bring for us today?
0: I brought some super cool merch, much like I always do. Merch, merch, merch. Yes. So this is from Etsy and it's by Decalism. Ooh. And it is a crystal, a legend of Zelda, peace of heart from Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And it's super, super cool. So it's this blue crystal heart and inside of it has a red heart, like the piece of heart from Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. It's super pretty. And it comes inside a super cool box. And you can get this for $39.95. Not too bad of a price.
1: That's not bad at all for that thing. I yes, know.
0: it's so pretty. My words don't do it justice. So, and good news, if you live in the United States, it ships for free. Sorry, if you don't live in the United States. I don't know how much shipping would be. So, yeah, you can get this on Etsy by Decalism. And I will have the link for this in the show notes. I really want one.
1: I really it's think really we pretty. should get one
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah cause like The blue crystal It's, it's just pretty It's just very pretty yeah, That's what I have for today
1: Well I technically have merch Too But mine's not out yet And I'm not sure if it's gonna But it's looking heavily uh, In that direction So I actually have an article today And this one comes to us from nintendolife.com, and the article is Zelda Amiibo listings surface online ahead of Tears of the Kingdom release. What? What? So, uh, we know that Tears of the Kingdom is coming in May, it's coming real quick, and uh, everybody's always like what's the next amiibo lineup so we don't have that yet we know there's probably going to be new amiibos but they probably won't come out until a little bit later this isn't talking about those this is talking about the fact that on a french website a pre-order listing for existing zelda amiibos has surfaced online i've checked this website out It is authentic, and they are real pre-orders. These are available for pre-order and release in February. And we'll talk more about what that means after this, because I'm going to go ahead and mention which ones are up for restock. So we have Majora's Mask Link, Wolf Link, which is a surprising one to me, Rider Link. Archer Link, Ocarina of Time Link, yet again another surprising one, Twilight Princess Link, Pixel Link, Guardian, Wind Waker Link, Skyward Sword Link, Zelda Breath of the Wild version, and Zelda Toon version, Bokoblin, and Zelda from Smash Brothers version. These haven't been out, some of these haven't been out for a while, and others have been out...
0: Mm, fairly recent. Shut up and take my money.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's going to (laughs) happen. So the reason I'm inclined to believe this is because this won't be the first time that Nintendo has restocked and re-released Amiibos before the launch of a major title. It actually happened just recently with Fire Emblem and Splatoon 3. Fire Emblem Engage launched and right before, like a month before our major restock of all Fire Emblem or major Fire Emblem Amiibos came out. And the same thing happened again with Splatoon 3 this last year where major Splatoon Amiibos restocked. So just keep an eye out. Uh, Let us know if you find out before we do. Uh, because we're also going to keep an eye out and we'll keep you posted on where you can get those and when the restock's supposed to be happening in the U.S. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, I know Amiibos are really like a money marketing scheme. Like, buy this stuff so you can get some things in the games, but they are really cool and I like them just for, you know. Yeah, they they look
1: cool. (laughs) Yeah. Listen,
0: I'm not dissing them. <laughs> I'm just saying I know they created them solely for, you know. Oh yeah. Spend your money.
1: Spend your money. Well, and the thing is is that unlike the Disney Infinity character lines that they had and the you know, the uh what was it? uh Skylanders lines that they had of the toys come to life kind of thing they were doing, I didn't have any interest in those. But Nintendo characters, I do. It's cool to be able to have a figurine of your favorite characters.
0: That actually... Or that also serves a purpose because you do get cool stuff with the Amiibos.
1: Yeah, and the way they're designed, they're very nice looking. They look like collectible figurines.
0: Oh, I know. I'm not not dissing (laughs) them at all. At all, because we have a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. And we're going (laughs) to have a lot more. (laughs) So, with all that being said, that's all I have.
0: Well... I have this other thing oh
1: boy here we go <laughs>
0: that has nothing to do with Legend of Zelda sorry guys I finished my Lego S- <laughs> Super Mario 64 cube, oh yes and it is the coolest coolest thing ever ah I love it
1: I think we're gonna take pictures and put it on Twitter
0: yeah, I'll put him in the Discord as well. I uh, If you're a, a huge Mario fan and you just randomly have like $200 in your pocket, <laughs> you should go out and get that cube because it is the coolest, coolest thing in the whole entire world. Ugh. Ugh.
1: So uh, speaking of which, should we go ahead and announce now What to expect moving forward in the 2023 with the Patreon and some new things coming this year?
0: Well, hmm. All right. So we had been toying with the idea, which means it's (laughs) going to (laughs) happen. So for some patron episodes, we are going to dive into the world of Mario. Mm -hmm. Mostly me.
1: Yeah, it's I'd definitely be, a you thing. I
0: love Mario. I I'll love be, all things. Yep. So
1: I'll be the guy who asks questions and side sitting here, but I'm interested to learn more about Mario.
0: Yep. Which I know it's not Legend of Zelda, but it is in the world of Nintendo. So thought it would fit well with this show.
1: Yeah. So we've had a weird, wonky schedule, and this is why we've been working on a lot of things behind the scenes. And this is one of them. We've been toying with the idea. We've pitched it to a couple patrons. And it seems like something that everyone's interested in. So once a month, we're going to be releasing a Mario Lurecast episode. I guess you could call Question it that. <laughs> uh, on our Patreon feed. And, and once a month, we're going to be releasing a special patron-only Legend of Zelda episode. So that's what we got moving forward with this show.
0: Yes, um, I'm really excited about it. Really excited.
1: So do we drop the ball on the next one? I've been hinting at it throughout the course of this last year. Go for it. Let's go. <clears throat> so coming soon, uh, no definitive date yet, but we're going to be doing it fairly okay. soon. We will be releasing the Kingdom Hearts lore cast. We'll be following the PG uh kind of trope we have with this one so if you're one of our younger listeners you definitely can tune in um but we are going to be diving into the kingdom hearts lore and world development uh coming soon and i'm super excited for that one
0: yeah who doesn't love final fantasy meets disney <laughs>
1: <laughs> i do so uh and uh for those of you who think oh that's more of a kitty stuff You clearly haven't dived deep into the Kingdom Hearts lore. It's pretty dark.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. Legend of Zelda can get kiddish and so can Mario. So, you know, you're in the right area and you you should be excited about Kingdom Hearts. I'm excited.
1: So uh, that's some of the big stuff we have moving forward going into
0: 2023.
1: (sighs) Big mid break. Big info drops.
0: Yeah, so the last thing is I'm going to rattle off our sponsors like <laughs> I do. So, if you want or need, or both, an ocarina, head on over to STL Ocarina. Use our promo code lore 10 and save yourself 10% off of a beautifully designed ocarina. Which, yes, listeners, I am so sorry. Aaron is awful, and we have not done the duel as we have promised. Mm but it will be coming. So stay tuned for that.
1: I was recently informed uh that it doesn't matter how terrible I am at it. It needs to be done.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it'll get done. So stay tuned for that coming in 2023 as well because you know what? 23 is my favorite number. I'm not kidding it really is. So this year is going to be great. Lots this is of my stuff. favorite number. Lots of stuff. So, Next on the sponsored list is do you need a set of dice, dice tray, mm-hmm. dice bag, mm-hmm. dice accessories, mm-hmm. dice towers, mm-hmm. you know, all of the above. All of it. Head on over to Fanroll Dice. use our promo code ALMIGHTYC10, which is A-L-L, mighty, the letter C, 10, and save yourself 10% off, which yes, this does stack with any Promotions going on with fan roll dice. Mm -hmm. So if they're offering, you know, 20% off of whatever, you can stack that 10% off on it as well. They have beautiful dice, just absolutely beautiful. They've got resin, wooden, gemstone, metal, rubber. They've got big dice, normal size dice, tiny dice. Like they got, they've got it all. And it's all beautiful. And I have two sets of their dice and I absolutely love them I have the all gold metal dice which are so beautiful and I'm about to use in the next season of Fumbling For and the Almighty Crit which is a DD and d live play TTRPG so I'm about to use those and then I got the simmering coal the one I've been begging for <laughs> ah, I love it it's beautiful absolutely beautiful So they have wonderful dice, and I can attest to that because I have two sets. So, yeah, head on over there. I will have the promo codes for both of the sponsors and the links to get to them in the show notes.
1: (sighs) Big info dumps.
0: I probably won't be able to talk tomorrow. My voice will be gone. (laughs) This is the most I've ever talked in a very long time. I don't talk that much.
1: (laughs) So uh, no definitive dates on when our first Super Mario lure cast is going to drop or when we're going to drop the Kingdom Hearts. But the closer we get to the release time and recording and everything else, we will let you know during uh, the midbreak, and we'll let you know where you can listen. So other than that, I think it's time for us to go to the end of the episode
0: oh, where I can rest my voice. <laughs>
1: Well, here we are at the end of the episode.
0: Cry. It's awful, Endy, in here.
1: Oh, it's awful that you always say that.
0: It's awful (laughs) that I have to say it.
1: Well, let's not get too sad because uh, we're going to talk about more sad things.
0: Yeah, but before we get into the sad thing... Mm. You know how Hello Hyrule always does the, what does things taste like? Oh, yeah. So it just randomly popped into my head. I bet Skull Kid tastes like black licorice.
1: But I like black licorice.
0: And you like the Skull Kid, so that makes sense. (laughs) You're not wrong.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're talking about eating people well alright technically it's not a people it's a spirit it's a okay it's a hard concept you know what black licorice it is
0: yeah I don't care if it's a person or a creature or whatever it's
1: you know I guarantee you Chris and Pete are gonna be rolling over on this one
0: I'm just saying
1: if this gets mentioned when they talk about Majora's mask I'm gonna die laughing listening to it (laughs) so moving on (laughs) let's talk about some sad things real quick Ready for this?
0: Oh, all right. Mm.
1: So we're going to talk about the four giants. I said I was going to go a little bit more into them, uh, and there's not a whole lot we can discuss further on them that we haven't already talked about. Um, But we have the giants themselves. They're actually called the guardian deities of Termina. And this is because they rest in the four cardinal directions of the land of Termina, north, south, east, west, or Woodfall, Snowhead, Great Bay, and Ikana Canyon. Every year during the Carnival of Time, the people of Termina will worship and pray and ask the giants to bless the land and kind of help them get a rich harvest in the years to come. And everyone wears masks during this party to resemble all the deities and honor the giants, which we see when we, and we'll talk more about this when we see the pictures during Granny's story. So, a little bit of history on this. Uh, the story that Anju's grandmother tells. Uh, about the four giants is specifically starting on the second day before the events of Majora's mask even were thought of. People of Termina lived in a single world. And this was all under the blessings and the ever watchful eye of the four giants. It was during this period of time that the giants went and became friends with Skull Kid according to Termina's history books Uh, but this is where it gets sad the giants inevitably found out that they had to go to distinct areas of Termina to better guard and protect the world of Termina while doing this though they had to remain dormant so that their power could be utilized by the planet. This really hit Skull Kid hard, which we talked about at the very beginning of all of this. Even though the giants had said to Skull Kid and the people of Terminus specifically, if you ever need us, just call. Now this is oddly reminiscent of uh, Ocarina of Time, you got a smile over there What's up
0: Who are you gonna call Oh
1: my god Four Get out of here
0: giants
1: Get out <laughs> So yeah This is oddly reminiscent of Ocarina of Time Where the Skull Kid was talking about He had friends But they got called away for duties Um, This is where we have to have the spirits Come help us in Ocarina of Time You know Temples Light Yada yada Yeah, We, we went over that in Ocarina of Time But yes, oddly reminiscent of the same kind of principles here. Hmm. Weird. So, yes, they they told everyone just call us if you ever need us. uh, But we have to go rest because we have to protect the world and we got to keep it from, you know, splitting apart. So that all happened. Our tricky, tricksy little imp got upset. Feelings hurt. Stumbled across a frighteningly terrible, powerful mask that possessed him.
0: He stole it. Uh,
1: Stumbled. Uh. (laughs) So we're not going to go into all this, but what we are going to go into is the aftermath. In the end of the game, we managed to free all the giants. We call them. They come save the day. At this point, point everything seems okay because at the end of the game we see the four giants partying and celebrating with everything this part confused me because the four giants had to go slumber to keep the world from drifting apart and splitting and causing you know more problems but now they can party
0: well because (laughs) Skull Kid was kept in check Mm. Mm. Do you think he was the one destroying the world? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Mm. I think it's all just because it's all imaginative land and the
0: giants are allowed to party too, you know. It's I, not just all work <laughs> and no play it makes I'm, giants dull boys.
1: I'm I'm just saying I'm pretty sure it's just because it was all made up in dreams and I I think the giants really didn't have to do anything. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there.
0: I'm just throwing out there that they deserve to party too.
1: They do. They definitely do. So, so some uh, interesting facts here with the giants. Hyrule Warriors first. We'll start there. In the Majora's Mask DLC, uh, four giants appear as an item card in the Terminum map and are found... By completing the adventure battles representing the temples in Woodfall, Snowhead, Great Bay, and Akana Canyon. So you can use this item card on the map to represent Clock Town and unlock a section of Termina map representing the glass, grassy playfield inside the moon. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, giant Bokoblins also take the role of the giants in the rewards map adventure battle, The Giants gather which I thought was really cool.
0: I don't like bow coblins. Oh. (laughs) Little bow piggies. (laughs) So,
1: the last little fact I have here for you is
0: in case you
1: were wondering what happens if you don't unlock all the giants and you let the world fall to the moon's devastating blast of collision, uh, What happens is the ones, the giants that you have managed to uncorrupt and save will attempt to stop the moon from falling, but ultimately fail because they're not strong enough. I never knew this because I never tried it without having all four giants. But now I kind of want to go purposely fail with only two giants.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. And you scrutinize me for wanting to eat school, kid.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, that's kind of... That's kind of all we got on the Giants. Uh, more interesting facts than uh, info here. But, I mean, it's pretty straightforward with the Giants. So, the next one we have is Anju's grandmother. Granny. Granny. Uh, Anju's grandmother is Granny...
0: Hi, dearie. <laughs> oh, Wrong uh, Granny. Wrong
1: Granny. Uh, okay. Granny's counterpart from uh, Hyrule. Uh-huh. The one who owned the... It uh, was in the back of the potion shop.
0: Granny's bakery?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so, Andrew's grandmother lives in one of the lower bedrooms of the Stockpot Inn. Um, she is confined to her wheelchair and serves as our storyteller of our wonderful little Majora's Mask game. And unfortunately, her stories are extremely long and will put you to sleepy time. However, if you manage to get the all-night mask, which allows Link to stay awake indefinitely, you can stay awake and get to the end of each one of the stories in which she will ask you questions. If you answer them correctly, you will get a piece of the heart for each story told. However, she will not read any stories on the final day. The stories that she'll read are the reenactment of the Carnival of Time. And this one takes approximately two hours to tell. And the other story she will tell is about the four giants, which will take approximately...
0: 84
1: years. 84 years. uh, 24 hours close enough <laughs> so basically if you start the story at 6am it won't be done till 6am the next day which is whole oh, that's a way to pass time
0: I'm just saying who has the ability to tell a story for 24 hours
1: holy cow that must be a long story <laughs> which I never understood because that story was literally everything I just got done telling you about the giants
0: plus like how does she go to the bathroom I can't go 24 hours without going to the bathroom right. Impressive. eating.
1: Andrew's grandmother is a pr- impressive lady.
0: Maybe she has depends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the other thing uh, about Andrew's grandmother is she, in this reality, appears to be suffering from some sort of mental disease, uh, as it's very apparent that she's losing her memory.
0: So, like, dementia or you know,
1: yeah, Alzheimer's? something like sad. that. Uh, it's very sad. Uh, but we know this because she often refers to her granddaughter, Anju, and Link by the name of Taurus, her deceased son and Andrew's father. Oh. I know. Uh, if you read her diary, it does, however, reveal that she feigns... This is, this is the part that got me. She fakes being senile to get out of eating Anju's poorly cooked foods.
0: Kind of sounds like my <laughs> granny who faked being senile.
1: <laughs> I don't want to eat that.
0: Well, I mean, Anju is a terrible cook, so I <laughs> don't really blame granny.
1: <laughs> so... She actually writes her entire plan out in her diary, which I read and immediately had to stop because I was dying of laughter. <laughs> she goes she goes real in depth with this plan. Uh, and you can actually see her enacting the plan when Anju brings her lunch. So the last thing about Anju's grandmother is she is seen fleeing Romani Ranch with Anju and her daughter in law. On the final day. So some interesting facts about Anju's grandmother. Uh, there is a picture of a tiger that can be seen on the backside of her wheelchair, which I thought was so cool. <laughs> uh, this is actually a reference to the pet tiger cub that she has in the Ocarina of Time. no. And if you speak to Andre's grandmother with Cafe's mask on, she will imply that she was the school teacher when Cafe's father was in school. Yeah. So that's how you figure it out. Mm -hmm. So the I, I, I thought these were cool, too. The Japanese translation for her name is Potion Shop Granny.
0: I like it. I like that title.
1: And the French translation is Grandmother.
0: She is the grandest of mothers.
1: Mm-hmm. And it is Grand-Mother. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that is all we've got on her.
0: So she is the Grand Potion Shop Mother.
1: It's grand Potion Shop Mother. Oh, my gosh. So the last character I have is one we will be revisiting later on uh, when we do a special Tingle episode because we've got Tingle's got to have his own episode. There's just too much about Tingle to not give Tingle his own episode.
0: We could have done that with Happy Mass Salesman, too, but we just decided to do theory episode on him.
1: Do you? So it is none other than the Swamp Tourist Center Guide. That is his official name. But we're just going to call him the Swamp Tourist Guide.
0: <laughs> you just call him Swamp Man. Swamp Man.
1: <laughs> it's different than Swamp Thing. So <clears throat> best part about this. This is Tangle's dad.
0: What? What?
1: So uh, this is Yeah, this is Tangle's dad And he is In charge of the tours Through the swamp And you actually Get your pictograph from him And He Is terribly ashamed Of his son and his son's obsession With fairies (laughs) That is like the whole shtick (laughs) with this guy (laughs) If you show him a picture of Tingle or the Deku King, the Swamp Tourist Center Guide will reward you with a piece of heart and a little bit of info. Talking about how his son is, he's ashamed, and oh yeah, it's, its yeah, it's something else. (laughs) So uh, there's not really much more than this on him. But I wanted to get him mentioned and out of the way. So when we do get to the Tingle episode, we can go more in depth and we can just kind of breeze over and be like, "Yep, that's Tingle's dad. There are some similarities in the character design between the tourist guide and Tingle, mainly the mustachio and goatee set they have. Mustache. I must ask you a question.
0: But I'll shave it for later.
1: Oh, so uh, there's that and the kind of hairy design of the character Uh, in other artwork and designs of Tingle. You can see that there's arm hair and like very patchy and thick. Uh, But again, we'll get into that later. But they did do an incredible aspect of designing this character around Tingle, I thought. It was great, but yeah, that's all we have on the tourist guide. Uh, other than you know, you take a picture of a woman or one of the pirates. Uh, it's pretty funny dialogue there too, and uh, he's like, "I'll save that one for later." It, it's yeah,
0: not creepy. It's enough, not creepy it? at all.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Other than that That's all the characters I have for now Because uh, my list is significantly Shorter than Ariel's
0: Yeah he overworks me and underpays me
1: That's not even remotely true
0: Oh yeah that is because you don't pay me at all Oh that's a lie Um (laughs) No All of you yell at Aaron Because you know what if he paid me I could have bought my own cube Instead of getting it as a gift From my brother Which thank you Brad, because you're awesome for that gift. This is the coolest freaking thing ever.
1: I pay you in sodas and candy. Deal with it. <laughs> so, uh yeah. Uh, with all that being said, uh, this is the end of the episode. I had some pretty anticlimactic characters this time around, but they were necessary?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we're going through all the characters in Majora's Mask, so... Yeah. Yeah, necessary.
1: I just kind of felt a little let down with the tourist guide. I thought I was going to be able to dig up more information on him, but it was literally just like a paragraph, and it was mostly about his quests and how he ran the shop, and he was the biggest let down for me, honestly.
0: I would say what the biggest letdown for me is, but that wouldn't be very nice to you, Aaron.
1: Is it my voice?
0: It's you. Oh,
1: well, with that being said, (laughs) uh, thank you all for listening and thank you all for being so awesome.
0: And another, another little note here. With the next episode starts our Wednesday releases now. Mm-hmm. So it won't be a Saturday release anymore. It will be on Wednesdays. So stay tuned when we release the next episode in a couple days.
1: Yep. And it will also start our pre-recordings. So we're going to actually record ahead of time. Um, So mm-hmm. if you give shout-outs and you've got emails and you know, you may have to wait a week or two to hear yours. Come on.
0: Yeah. So that way we can, when we pre record episodes, we can always make sure we get the episodes out on time mm-hmm. and every week. Cause I know we've kind of slipped a little bit lately. Life is hectic, but it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. So we are going to fix that. So we always have a weekly release.
1: We're learning from our uh, friends at uh, hello. Hyrule and um, first encounter
0: really it was just common sense for me so
1: oh well I learned it from them so mm. <laughs> uh, well with that being said thank you all for listening and
0: see you in a couple days yep
1: <laughs> thank you all for listening to the Legend of Zelda lore cast tonight we hope you enjoyed yourselves if you did tell a friend leave a review we'd love to hear from you You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at LOZLorecast. Intro and outro are done by Betanel Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this.